Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I welcome you to our women's meeting. It's like I'm speaking to a bunch of blue chairs, but you know what? There are people watching. There are people that will watch later. I thank God for those of us that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God. Amen. I thank you. I welcome you here. I say to you, I am looking for contrite heart. I am looking for a heart that's after me. I am not looking for the, the, the head. I am not looking. I am not looking for the money. I am not looking for the status. I am not looking for the, for the, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, the heritage. I am looking for the heart. I am looking for the heart. I don't see the skin color. I don't see the status. I don't see the position. I don't see the beauty on the outside. I see the inside. That's what I'm after. That's what I'm looking for. Someone that will lay their life down and follow me so I can clothe them with my righteousness, so I can clothe them with my power, my might, my compassion. That's what I want to do with you. Now, humble yourselves and take the correction and walk in the way. Go through the fire so I can use you for my purposes, saith the Lord. Amen. All right. If you we will turn to, well, let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you for your grace on this meeting. Father, I thank you. You are with us. You are here in this building right now along with Jesus. I thank you for that. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend to the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you, unto you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Turn with me to Mark 21. We're going to have an interesting message today. Uh, as far as I can tell in the spirit, we are finished with prayer. And we're going to go on. And I'm going to share with you today through the word what happened to me this week. It's been an interesting week for me. And I, I find it very a blessing that we are fasting right now because it's just going to make what God is doing in my heart even stronger. Now, if we will go to Matthew 21, I want us to read verse 31. And Jesus said, well, let's go ahead and we'll go back to 28. Jesus speaking. Now, this is Jesus talking. He said, but what think you? A certain man had two sons. Two. And he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterwards, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, but went not. And Jesus said, whether of the twain did the will of his father. 
did the will of his father. Now look at this, look at what Jesus says next. This is important. And you know why we know it's important? Jesus said, verily. Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. The publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. That was not a nice saying that Jesus was telling those that are with them. The publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Why? Why? I'll tell you why the harlots and the publicans know where they are. They know what kind of person they are. They know what kind of person they are. And they know that they are not worthy. And they know they're the sinner. I have found in this walk that before you can go up, you have got to go down. You have got to go down. I love how Smith Wigglesworth said it. He said, I've been broken and broken and broken and broken. And he found, just like I have, that the more you go down, the more you can bring up. We have got to humble ourselves and walk. And we've got to walk with humility. And we've got to lay down our life and pick up the cross of Jesus and walk. God did an interesting thing for me this week. I was minding my own business. And I happened to go on Facebook for a little bit. I wanted to see what was happening with my friends that I haven't seen and my family. And a friend of mine posted something, someone in another state, someone that none of you have ever met, someone I've never met, but we became friends through Facebook. And he posted something, and I read it, and then I read it again, and I was convicted on the spot. And what he wrote, it was simple. It had to do with what we're dealing with in, the, in this virus. He said, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore, I forbid any sickness or disease to come on my body. You know, I, I heard those pray that a, couple, a, a week or two ago. But I tell you what, when I read that, I went, mm-hmm, uh, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Therefore, I forbid any sickness to come on me. I went, whoa. I'm missing something here. And God started to work on me. You know, I, I could tell you right off the bat, I know what redemption is. It's a, it's a loosing away. It's a ransom. Oh, my sins, I've been ransomed. I've been redeemed from my sins. But this was a whole nother level. I want you to go with me to, um, let's see. Let's, let's go to, let's start in Galatians. And I'm going to begin in chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Now he's talking, the Apostle Paul is talking to Gentiles here. He's not talking to the Jews, he's talking to Gentiles. 
He said, this only would I learn of you. Received you the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. He said, are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it yet be in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit, which I do, and worketh miracles among you, which I do, does he by the works of law or by the hearing of faith? Oh, faith. You know, and, and like we've said before, you cannot stand up and say, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery, and somebody gets healed. You cannot stand up and say, thou shalt not lie, and somebody gets delivered. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Why? Because that's not by the Spirit. It's by the law. But what God was dealing with me goes even further. It says, Therefore the ministry of the Spirit worketh miracles among you, do thee by the works of the law or the hearing of faith, even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. God looked at Abraham and said, He's righteous. He's righteous. Why? Because he believed God. Because he believed God. Know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. The same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, that's us. That's the Gentile. That God would justify the Gentile, the heathen, through faith. Preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee, in thee, Abraham, shall all the nations be blessed. We are blessed with Abraham. Even the heathen, even us Gentiles, are blessed in Abraham. And it'll show us why. It'll show us why we are blessed in Abraham. Now, I want you to, I want you to put two, two different things here. I want you to think about two separate entities. There are the children of Abraham, and then there's the children of Moses. Then there's the children of Moses, the children of the law. Which one are you? Which one are you? I have found that the more you walk in this, you can't mix the two at all. At all. You'll see that right here. They don't mix. And the scripture foreseeing God would justify the heathen through faith. Preached before the gospel unto Abraham. Saying in thee Abraham shall all the nations of the Lord. The nations be best, blessed. So then they which are faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as of the works of the law. The works of law are under the curse, are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Or where are we cursed? Where do we get cursed? Where do the curses come from? It says, for cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Turn with me to uh, Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Because I want to show you something here that 
I mean, I even had to go back and look at it again. I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I love when God ministers to me this way. All right, I'm going to begin in verse 15. Actually, the verse I just read about cursed is everyone that, uh, that, uh, what is it? Cursed is everyone that walketh in the law. Yeah, that is in De Deuteronomy 27. It's the last verse. Cursed be he that confirmeth not all words of this law to do them. Cursed. Cursed. If you don't do every jot and tittle, you're cursed. You're cursed. And look at the curses. Look at the curses. But it shall come to pass, if thou, verse 15 of 28, but it shall come to pass, if thou shalt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. You want to be under the law? You want to be under the law at all? Cursed shall thou be in the city. Cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall thou be in the basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land. Cursed shall be thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed thou be when thou comest in and cursed thou be when thou goest out. We've studied all this before. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doing whereby thou hast forsaken me. Now look at this. And the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave to thee. Why? Because you can't follow the law. Because you disobeyed the law. You know what Peter said? He said in Acts 16, he said to those around him, he said, the law, he said, we can't do it and neither could our fathers. He said, we couldn't follow the law and neither could our fathers. That's Acts 16, I believe. 15 or 16. We can't do it. So what, end, what do we end up being? Cursed. 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 The law brings curses. That's what it says in Galatians. That's what Paul said. Let's go back there. He said that no man is justified by the law. In the, well, let's go back up. Verse 10. For as many as of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. If you are under the law at all, at all, you've got the curse on you. And you are not justified. You are not justified. You know, the, uh, I could tell you, oh, yes, I'm justified. Oh, yes, I have faith. I am justified. But there was a word there that I saw when my friend posted that, I forbid sickness to come on my body. And I went, wait a minute. But you know that is true. Are you redeemed? Are you redeemed? Am I redeemed? Where does our redemption come from? It doesn't come from us. And it doesn't come from what we do. There is nothing you and I can do that redeems us. Nothing except believe. 
what Jesus did. We are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. But what does that bring us? But what does that believing that we have been justified by the blood of Jesus? It brings us everything. Let's go on. Verse 12. And the law is not of faith. The law is not of faith. If you are trying to be perfect, you have missed it. If you are trying to act right, you have missed it. Your redemption, your justification is in the Lord Jesus. Amen. But to stand and say, I rebuke any sickness. I refuse any sickness to come on my body. Made me check my heart. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. Why? Because I couldn't say that. I couldn't say that. So you know what? In that area, I wasn't redeemed. In that area, I wasn't redeemed. To stand and say, this next verse, 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. Oh, I've used that verse a hundred times to break curses over myself, my children, and other people. But to stand and say, I have been redeemed from the curse of the law, therefore no sickness can touch me is a whole nother level. A whole nother level of redemption. But you know what? It's written. It's written. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. And we were redeemed when? Jesus says it right here. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. All those curses of the law. All those curses that we received because we couldn't walk in the law. Jesus took on his own body and became cursed himself. It says in the Old Testament, I think it's numbers. It says that Jesus it says there that if any man is hung on a tree, he is accursed of God. Accursed of God. Well, guess who hung on a tree? And guess who hung on a tree for me? Guess who hung on a tree for you? For you. Guess who hung on the tree and took the curse of the law for you. Took it all. Took the whole law. And he finished it. He finished it. Christ is the end of the law to those that believe. 
You know what that means? Christ is the end of the law. It's the end of the curses. He hung on the tree, cursed for you. He took the curses. He took all the curses. Jesus is the end of the law. The end. The end. Let's read on. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham, not Moses, the blessing of Abraham, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, 15. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant. Yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth nor addeth unto. Now, to Abraham and his seed, for the promise is made. The promise. What was the promise? In thy seed shall all nations be blessed. Be blessed. All nations be blessed. In thy seed all nations will be blessed, not cursed. Not cursed. They'll be blessed. All nations will be blessed in thy seed. And who is thy seed? Said 16, now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. And he saith not unto seeds as of many as of one to thy seed, which is Christ. Which is Christ. Jesus is the seed. Jesus is the seed that is referred to in Genesis. Here in Galatians, not Isaac. Jesus is the seed. Jesus is what we are blessed in. Jesus is the one that took all the curses. All of them. This body of mine has been redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Redeemed. This body has been redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Turn with me to Romans 5. Romans 5. It says much more than now. Verse 9. Being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Where are we justified? Where are we redeemed? We're redeemed in the blood of Jesus and the fact that he took the curse of the law by hanging on the tree. He took the curse of the law and we are redeemed by his blood. You know what's amazing? The, uh, in Exodus, when the Hebrews were getting ready to leave and Moses spoke to them about the Passover, he said, you are going to take a lamb, you're going to bring him into your house, and in, in the sunset on this particular day, you are going to sacrifice that lamb. And you're going to put the blood on that door. You're going to take the blood of that lamb, and you're going to put it on that door, your door. And the angel of death is going to come through town. And if that blood is on the door, he'll pass over you. He won't touch you. Do you get it? If the blood is on the door, he won't touch you. 
Now, think about who's behind the door. They didn't have the law then. Moses hadn't given the law. What was the only thing that kept them from dying? They had the blood on the door. It didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter what they did. It didn't matter what status they had in the community. All they needed was the blood on the door. The blood on the door that kept the spirit of death away from them. Do you have the blood of Jesus in you? Do we have the blood of Jesus in us? Do we have the faith, the courage? Because a lot of times faith is nothing but courage. Do we have the courage to believe the blood of Jesus is in us and those curses cannot stay? They can't stay. They can't, not because of me, because of the blood and the man in me. The blood and the man in me who took the curse of the law for me. Do we have the courage to stand up and believe that? If we do, then we will not be anything but blessed. But blessed. What is keeping us from the blessings? Unbelief. Unbelief. Jesus redeemed us 2,000 years ago when he walked into the tabernacle in heaven and presented his blood to the Father. And if you read in Hebrews, when Jesus came in to, with his blood, the Father met him. The Father met him. And that blood, that exchange, redeemed me. It redeemed me. It redeemed me from my sins. It redeemed me from my, um, from my curses. It redeemed me. And you know what? That stuff can't stick on me. It can't stay. Why? The blood. The blood. It can't stay. Jesus hung on the tree and the blood. I love, I love that that gospel covers over and over. It overlaps. It makes sure that everything is covered. Jesus took the curse of the law for me. And not only that, the blood was shed for me. I have been redeemed by that blood. The curses can't stick. They can't stick. They can't. I've got the blood. Do you have it? Do you have the faith, the courage to believe what Jesus did for you? Do you have the courage to fight for it when it seems like it's something else? 
You know, I, I love how many times the Spirit has brought up, this has nothing to do with your feelings. Nothing. Nothing to do with your feelings. If it did, we'd all be lost. The Word of God cannot be broken. It is the Word of God that cannot be broken. The Word of God cannot be broken. But it takes courage. It takes a trust. It takes where you have to use your will. And you are going to have to decide to use your will to believe. To believe. You are going to have to use your will. And you know what? God does not give you something you cannot do. I have heard more than one say to me, I just don't have that kind of willpower. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Or God would be a liar. Or God would be a liar. God would be a liar. You have, but you have to work at it. You have to use it. You have to use it. You have to sacrifice the sacrifice of praise. You have to walk when you don't want to. You don't want to, but you do it anyway. Why? You know what one of the wonderful things is about this? I was talking to Abdul on the way home or on the way in. I said, you know, I have four children. And they are all doing just fine in this. They're all doing well. Why? Because their mother has laid down her life as much as she can to today to walk. And God is obligated to take care of my family. He said, the seed of the righteous shall never be begging bread. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for your kids. Do it for your children. Do it for your parents. Do it for your loved ones. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for them. But we've got to believe the gospel. We've got to lay it down, our flesh, and we've got to walk, and we've got to believe, and we've got to use our courage. Oh, I tell you what, when I was considering this yesterday, when God was ministering to, to me, he was just, um, I was walking in the fellowship hall, and he would just rolls of power washing me so I could believe. I set my heart to understand and believe that word, that that curse cannot touch me. I've been redeemed. And the more I said that, the more it washed. Oh, what a glorious place to be. Oh, what a glorious place to be. And he will do it for you if you will believe. If you will believe. If you will believe. We believe. I love it what Doyle has said. You believe for five minutes and then, you, and then you lose it. Well, then you get it back. And you do it again. And you keep it for about five minutes. And you do it again. Next time you keep it for about six minutes. And you lose it and you bring it back and you believe again. You believe again. You know what the wonderful thing is? God's with you on this. He is not against you. He's for you. And Jesus himself said, I love it when Peter said, well, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Seven? And Jesus said, 70 times seven in a day. You know who Jesus was talking about? Us. Trying to believe. Trying to believe. It takes 470 times a day to believe when you first start. It does. You've got to make the effort. 
You gotta make the effort. There is nothing more important. There is nothing more important than your faith. There is nothing that's gonna get you through the days ahead except your faith. Your money will come to nothing. Your relatives, who you know, will come to nothing. There is nothing that'll help you in the days ahead except your faith. In your, what is in your patience, possess your souls. Get with it, just like I am. Amen. Amen. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. It's the blood that redeems. I thank you. We've been redeemed. I thank you. We have been redeemed. I thank you, Jesus, that blood. We have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. I give thanks. Father, by the blood of Jesus, we have been redeemed. I give thanks, Father. We have been redeemed. I give thanks, Father. By the blood of Jesus, we have been redeemed. I give thanks, Father. I give thanks. We have been redeemed. I give thanks, Father. I get thanks. We have been redeemed. I get thanks, Father. We have been redeemed. I get thanks for your redemption right now. I thank you. We have been redeemed. I get thanks. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. I get thanks. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. I get thanks. Yes, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. I get thanks. We have been redeemed. The blood has been shed. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. I get thanks. God's redeeming some of you right now. I get thanks. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. I get thanks. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. I get thanks. We have been redeemed. The blood has been shed. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed. We have been redeemed from poverty. We have been redeemed from sickness. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed. We have been redeemed by the blood. I get thanks. We have been redeemed.
Jesus and by his taking the, by hanging on the tree, by hanging on the tree, she's been redeemed from the curse of the law. Jesus became the curse for her. Jesus became the curse for her. Amen. And that's more than one her. Amen. You have been redeemed. You have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus and redeemed from the curse of the law. Jesus took it. Not one more day do you have to put up with what you've been putting up with. Not one more day if you will have the courage, the courage to stand on your redemption. Amen. See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.